party every day. That's Kiss bringing you rock and roll on 102.5 The Bear, Waco's Rock Station. I am your host, Aaron Rollins from Southeast 3rd, bringing you another live and ad-free update from my podcast, Southeast 3rd. That was uh, technically Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. It's the name of that song. That song is significant to me because when I went through boot camp, they had this graduating event called Battle Stations. Every branch has a graduating event. Marines have the crucible. The Army has, uh, damn, I can't even remember, uh, soldier skills or some shit. The Air Force has, um, I don't even know what the Air Force has. But the Navy has battle stations. And at the time, battle stations was at, on its last dying breath before it was reborn as some badass Orlando studio attraction that um, Orlando studio actually built to simulate... Uh, a ship taking on water and getting hit by a torpedo, whereas before you just had different props and stations. Um, so, trying to make this a little clear here, there were 13 different stations. Uh, they were spread out across the base. You had to go to different buildings to get to each different station, and it involved you know running around, uh, doing different. Oh, damn it! It's raining and my car just leaked water all over me. Fuck. Um, was I saying Uh, yeah so uh, you had to run to different stations and all kinds of different shit and um, that was before you know battle stations was reborn as this badass thing and that that, I think that happened like 2008 or 2009 I went through boot camp in 2006 so you know and and it's my timing for enlistment in general was kind of shit but hey at least I made it back home alive some folks fucking enlisted and yeah it didn't work out so good for them, but it did for me. Still got all my fingers and toes, right? So, I guess you just can't win them all, is what I'm saying there. Uh, you just can't win them all. Anyway, so, um, back to what I was fucking talking about before I rabbit trailed here. So, the song Kiss, I Want to Rock and Roll All Night. Um, we When we were running from building to building on our graduating event, we had to sing different songs. I don't know why. It's just uh, the people that were, you know, pushing us through battle stations demanded that we do that. And they would bitch at us if we did. We stopped singing. And they would make, you know, the night more difficult for us as time went on. And um, anyway, we, one of the songs we had to sing was that one. I want to rock and roll all night. And, it was, and it's easy to sing. You just kind of say the same shit over and over again. And they were fine with us not knowing, you know, all the lyrics. Just as long as we sang something. Um... There was another guy, I, th- I think his name was McKinney or something. Um, good old Midwestern corn-fed boy. Looked like a high school wrestler, uh, all upper body, you know, big, thick neck, shoulders, kind of soft around the midsection, but, you know, pretty wide and strong. He, um, he did a, a Foley, your motivational speaker uh, impersonation. It was uh, Chris Farley. I can't remember what the fuck his character's name was. Whatever. You know the one I'm talking about. You're living in a van down by the river. Um, that was... <laughs> he did that impersonation. And, you know, he had the... <coughs> he had the same body type as that guy. And um, with his glasses on... Um, that you get in boot camp. They call them birth control glasses. Because they look so stupid. With his glasses on, he looked just like that guy. So... Um, anyway... 
I think one of my headlights might be out. Uh, moving along. So, he, um, he sang another song. <laughs> it was a Toby Keith song. And, um, you know, it kind of pissed me off to think about this because someone told me about it. Every time we go to a war, Toby Keith makes like a million, two million dollars. Like, no, no shit, man. Because he's quote-unquote patriotic and he writes these patriotic songs that are a hit with everybody. Um, so, Chris, Chris Foley. McKinney, not Chris Farley. Damn it, I'm getting all jacked up here. Uh, McKinney, the guy that was doing the impersonation of Chris Farley, later on that night sings that Toby Keith song um, brought to you courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy that was running with us had never heard it, which I found very shocking. But he appreciated it because, you know, it was patriotic. And this is, you know, during the early stages of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, 2006, you know, the war in Iraq is just getting started. Um, they've had some big battles, but it's not over yet. And uh, Afghanistan, it's, it's trudging along because I think Afghanistan started like right after 9-11. Um, or at least 2002, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the weather is really doing some great stuff out here today, tonight. Lightning everywhere. And some rain's coming down, man. Thunder's great. It's uh, it's hitting pretty hard. The light, the sky is getting lit up. Um, I know there's a little squirrel moment, but I just had to remark on that because that's what's happening right now. Uh, anyway, so um, listening to that song on the radio just now was pretty cool for me because it took me back in time there for a second to, to goddamn McKinney singing uh, rock and roll all night while we ran around. Um, I'll never forget it. And I've actually, I was able to talk to one of the guys in my boot camp division um, like earlier this year or maybe maybe a little later last year uh, his name was Iskandar and Iskandar was a not Paul Indonesian but he's Indonesian so he speaks a couple of languages and he had a uh, proficiency that gave him extra money but the thing about him is he was um, older you know I was I turned 19 in boot camp he was 30 fucking four he had to get a waiver he was I think either at the age limit or he had passed it um, so he had to have like special documentation to allow him to go to boot camp, but they wanted him because of his language skill, and he was going to be a, a medical professional. Uh, I think he ended up being a dental technician, but he was one of those dudes that didn't want to be active duty at all. He wanted to do straight reserves, and I think he did. But then the, the whole process for him was kind of fucked up. So I don't, I don't really know what happened to him after we went our separate ways from boot camp. Um, because he was supposed to go to Corman training, and I don't think he ever did. I know he at least went to dental training. He was a dental technician. Um, apart from that, I mean, we haven't really shared much about that. We talked about, when we did connect, we talked about boot camp and how our chief was an asshole. Whoa, the whole light, just the whole skyline just lit up with lightning. That was awesome. Um, we talked about how our chief enlisted guy was an asshole, and I don't know what it was. He just had a fucking hard-on for that guy. Um, now, what do I mean by that? Our chief leader, our chief enlisted man, Chief uh, Arandia, was a Filipino dude that he just fucking picked on Iskandar all the damn time. I don't know what it was. Um, he'd see him, like, standing around, and he's like, Iskandar, you're daydreaming. Get over here. We're going to train. And he's fucking getting him in the push-up position, having him do push-ups. It's like, this motherfucker's, you know, almost the same age as you, and you're going to fucking beat on him? Jesus, man, have, have some mercy. 
he's not he's not trying to fucking prove anything. He just wants to get his citizenship. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I, I understand the whole beating down the, the young guys because the you know they need to be they need to be taught, they need to be molded, but this dude's already halfway through his life. He doesn't need this. He he wants this because he wants to, you know, I don't know, maybe provide for his family or some shit. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's still kind of bitter against that guy. <laughs> I look back, I was like, yeah, man, you have every reason to be. He was a shithead. Um, I remember seeing that chief when I was out at a store, and uh, you know, I was just asking him, you know, what's new with him. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna retire. I was like, oh, oh great. I'm, well, um, if I can get off for your ceremony, I'd love to be in attendance. He's like, oh okay, I'll let you know. I never heard from that motherfucker again. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, he had no interest in me being there. Um, which, you know, I don't blame him. I wasn't anything special in the camp. I was just glad to make it through, man. Just glad to get through there to the end and get that goddamn ball cap. Jesus. You know, I, one of our guys, when we did the graduation ceremony, was crying, crying. I think this one had a lot of significance to him because uh, a military relative of his had died. And uh, he wasn't going to be able to be there at the graduation ceremony. So for him to make it through, even though that guy wasn't going to be there, was very emotional for him. So he was over there crying. Uh, you know, he's, I, I thought of him as a, as a solid, you know, manly man. You know, had the whole 5 o'clock shadow, in really good shape, big, thick jaw, you know. He, he just looked like a man's man, you know, somebody that you would see in a lumberjack commercial. And he's over here crying. <laughs> They're crying because it's over and we can finally fucking be normal people again. Um... Anyway, so that just, that took me back. Jeez, Louise, the sky is lighting up tonight, dude. It's awesome. Um, so, talking about my military service. Uh, so, this woman I know from 2019, she sang the national anthem at this uh, reunion I was at. And, it was, you know, it was a pretty big deal. She's, uh, the whole, like, 500 people were there. The former uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Dunford, was there. And for me, that's like a military celebrity, man. I don't know how my audience feels about that, or I don't even know if anybody listening to this is going to know who the fuck I'm talking about. But um, General Dunford was there. Sergeant Major Carlton Kent was there, and some other you know big names were there. And I got to share a poem with them while I was there. And um, so, uh, Sergeant Sim was also there. Sims, excuse me. Um, she was there. She sang the national anthem. She was a Marine. But she wasn't just any Marine. She was a... Um, a combat marine, one of the first female combat marines in Iraq, and anyway, so she uh, she's coming back through Texas, and we've stayed in touch over Facebook. So she hits me up in Facebook, and says, "I'm coming through Texas. Can I see you?" I was like, "Yeah, for sure. Let me run down to Austin. I'll meet up with you. We'll um, you know get lunch or something." And she's like, "Okay, great. Well, I'm actually going to be in Cedar Park with this guy named Shannon Book." And I was like, "Wait a minute. I know who the fuck that is." So Shannon Book, I saw him on Facebook. Um, not long after seeing uh, Sergeant Sims on Facebook because she knows him. I don't know how she met him, but she knows him. And I found out that Shannon was was fucking on Facebook. Shannon Book was a guy that trained me when I went through Field Medical Training Battalion, FMTB, which is my um, Corpsman Emergency Medical Training, my Field Medical Training for the Marines. And he was an instructor there. And there's a whole story about that, but... She was going to go fucking meet him. And I said, I have got to be there. There's no way I cannot be there. Work be damned. I don't give a fuck what's happening. 
I will be there whatever it takes. And so, you know, um, I didn't say all of that to her, obviously, but I said I would really regret not being able to see Shannon. Uh, I don't know where he lives. I haven't been able to keep in touch with him. I hit him up on Facebook, and then somehow he got into some fucking shit with some people, and his Facebook account got locked. So he had to make a new one, and I never found him after that. Well, uh, some time passes by. He puts a band together. He starts making music. Now he's got a music video coming out. Now Barbara's making music with him. And now this, and the circumstances have come together where he's got some time to see me. And um, she tells me his address. He doesn't actually live in Austin. He lives in Cedar Park, 45 minutes away. All right, fucking awesome. Let's do it. So um, oh, now that I think about it, I didn't even have to work that day. I was off. So I was like, yeah, I'll stay out here till fucking 5 o'clock if I need to. I don't give a damn. I'll, I'll do what I got to do to run down there and see Shannon. So... Um, and yes, this is a man. Just making sure that's clear. He's, he's just got a woman's name. Uh, anyway, so I get the address and I shoot on down there. And um, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know what to expect. And uh, he was just blown away to see me. You know, at first, my hair's all grown out. I'm fatter than I used to be. And I felt really self conscious about being so fat. But, uh, <laughs> you know, back then I was 165 pounds. I'm like 230, 235 now, so yeah, quite a bit bigger. Um, anyway, so I, I see him, and he sees me, and then at first he didn't recognize me, but then he sees my face you know, more closely, and he's like, oh shit, I do remember you. And I, I haven't seen this guy since 2008, 2009 maybe. The last time I saw him, I had got to my battalion, went to Iraq, and came back, and he still, whoa, that was a huge fucking spork of lightning there, huge. The last time I saw him was either 2008, 2009. I had come back from Iraq and I was getting something to eat at like a Burger King, me and some other guys. And uh, he happened to be standing in line waiting to get some food. Uh, he was in his, you know, was he in civilian attire? No, he was in Marpats. I was in civilian attire. And, uh, you know, I just happened to say hello. And he was like, yeah, man. Oh, so you, uh, what's, what's going on with you? He's like, oh, yeah, I just got back from Iraq. And then he's like, yeah, um, are you sleeping okay? And that's the first question he asked me is this, <laughs> how, is I, how am I handling after being back? And I was like, ah, well, you know, I've had sleeping problems ever since boot camp. Um, the thing about boot camp is they just wake you up all hours of the goddamn night to do something. Either you've got to stand watch or you've got to iron your clothes or you've got to get up and piss or you you just got to get up. <laughs> it's just something that they do to you in boot camp. You just got to fucking wake up at some random hour. doesn't matter when it is. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, right, so that's the first question he asked me is like, how, how, how are you doing? How are things going for you? Are you sleeping well? And uh, apparently he's been through some shit too, so I didn't realize his background. Um, some people had said that he, he wasn't a combat corpsman. Some other people said that he was. He talked about some of the stuff that he did before he went to Iraq, how he was in Central America, uh, because he's an older guy. He's in his 40s. So I was like, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know his history. I haven't looked at the service record. I'm not, I'm not going to say stolen valor or anything like that. I'm not going to dare to speak that in this situation. I just know that people get their facts confused all the time. And, you know, he told me what he did and where he was, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so, you know, we got to catch up and talk about you know, how things have been for him. And, you know, he rides motorcycles now. And um, he made this music video and wrote the song. And, 
he tattooed the lyrics on his leg because the song's so meaningful to him. And, um, when we were there and we were talking, uh, we we ran and got something to eat, came back, and some people showed up to the house. The uh, uh, a father and a son that he has known for a while, I guess. One of them's a marine. He's in his fifties or whatever. His dad's in his sixties or seventies. I, I don't know. I, I don't know them that well. But any, anyway, um, the the father and son are there, and uh, apparently these two guys were in this music video that he just made, and they donated a couple of motorcycles for the music video. Um, I I, I like the song. I thought the music video was good quality. Uh, it's you know nothing to like throw an award at, but it was good. I liked it. Um, you know, it's not like fucking I don't know what's what's an award winning music video. Um, fuck not something like from the Foo Fighters or whatever, you know, but it's still a good song, good jam, uh, felt like there was a lot of talent involved, like Shannon's got a really good voice, he plays guitar really well, he put together, you know, a drummer, a bassist, and it sounded really good, um, so I was, I mean, it was like, wow, man, I actually, I know a legitimate music star now, he's got, a, you know, an album, a, a label, he's got fucking, I, I can't say I've got any of that shit or anyone else that I know, um, anyway, so, you know, he shows us this video, and these guys show up, and um, there's a motorcycle in the garage that he doesn't recognize. He's like, oh, what's that doing there? And he's like, oh, well, I'm just here to give you this paperwork and this key. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, it's yours now. I can't ride anymore, and uh, I want you to have it. So they fucking gifted him a Harley Davidson. Yeah, it's like a $10,000 bike. <laughs> just gave it to his ass. Um, yeah, and anyway, so he had a very good emotional day. Re, 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 uh, reconnecting with me and um, after not seeing me for so long. I don't know if he's seen any of his other students. Jeez Louise, man, the lightning is making it look like daylight outside. Um, anyway, so so Shannon, you know, was talking about how, um, you know, the song was so meaningful to him and it was really great for him to have those guys show up and give that motorcycle and all the things that went into making the video all the people that were in it were gold star families which means that either their spouse or their child or their parent has died in the war um, or died for military service somehow so um, he you know had a lot of those people in the video that uh, were either an act he had one person that was active duty he was a master diver and then uh, all the other people that were in it were either people in the band or people that had lost a family member while they were in the military and so, you know, he talked about that, and um, I shared my poem with him, and he he felt very, he had a very strong reaction to my poem. He's over there crying and uh, said that I, I really captured the experience, and I, I was very appreciative of that. And then he told me he was proud of me, and I, man, that, I didn't really know what to say. Um, I just hugged him, told him thank you, and I, I, I'm very glad that he beat the odds. And, and not just the odds of the, of the suicide statistic, which the suicide statistic is bad, but just the fact that, you know, he's successful, um, or at least he's finding success. He's finding recovery. He's not an alcoholic. Uh, he did have a drinking problem, but he doesn't anymore. Well, excuse me. He is overcoming his drinking problem. He doesn't drink. Um, he is getting married, I think, eventually. Uh, he's got a nice house. He's got several vehicles. He's, you know, putting out this album and it's, you know, getting some, some notoriety. Like, people are really looking forward to it. He's making the right moves. And uh, it's it's just nice. It's nice to know that, you know, we can get out. And even though we've had some trouble dealing with certain things, 
Like, obviously, he had some trouble dealing with some of the stuff that he went through. Even though, you know, his behavior was modified and he became a certain type of military person, he can get out and, and adapt and change and go and go back to being a person he wants to be. You know, some people get out and, and they get stuck in that mindset and they don't ever get out of it. And that's their identity for the rest of their lives. And they're always going to look back at that service and wish that they could go back. And, and they'll, that will be the one thing that they can hang their hat on. And there's some pride in that. There's some joy that you can get from that experience. But I've learned for me that I've got to be able to grow beyond that. That was a part of my life that I can be proud of and that, you know, I do miss and I wish that I could go back and do some things over again. Um, just to say that I, you know, to have that experience fresh in my mind, not necessarily do it better. Yeah, everybody wants to try it again and get it right. But, you know, just to go back and be in that place again and be that man again is a very very strong longing I feel but um, to go forward to mature and to be a better man I've got to realize that there are things about that person I used to be that I don't have to be anymore and um, it's taken me a while to to figure that out so uh, listen here getting all fucking philosophical um, anyway I appreciate y'all tuning in I'm at the house I gotta get inside and get out of this rain but it was just, it was really cool to, to see this guy after not seeing him for almost 15 years or more. And uh, just seeing that, you know, he's actually moving in a, in a really, really good direction. Um, hopefully this music thing takes off. I, I, I was on Facebook with him not too long ago and I gave him some of my lyrics. So I don't know, maybe he'll be interested in hearing some more shit I got to say. He really liked my poetry, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, aside from that, I'm sick. <laughs> I've been sick for about a week. I got sick right before I took my finals, so fuck. Anyway, I'll update y'all on that because there's that we got to talk about. And uh, that's all I can give you for today. So we'll tune in next time for more updates on Southeast 3rd and your ever humble and gracious host, Aaron Rollins. Uh, y'all drive safe out there. Whoo, that lightning is impressive. Whoo, just lit up the sky again. Um, drive safe out there, y'all. Continue to drink water. Don't forget that. And uh, that's going to be it for me tonight. I am signing off.